Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Yeah, well, we got a lot to get to. Uh, believe it or not, I was surprised to see this. Uh, the headline... Uh, in the El Segundo Times today, both online and in the newspaper, survey finds wider support for L.A. police. Yeah. Look at that. How about that? More people approve of officers despite some concerns. Some concerns. Concerns. We'll tell you what was in oh, this. The, uh, concerns from the criminals. I guess. I, and this is clearly the result of what we're seeing in the increase in crime. People yeah. now understand there's a need for a police and more of them. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up. We're going to begin with a story we mentioned yesterday, really disturbing. On Sunday, a uh, Los Angeles County deputy probation officer came home to her residence in Lancaster. And, uh, well, she had an intruder and she was beaten to death. And uh, her name is Paula Lind. The intruder, it turns out, is a local vagrant. Uh, we're going to talk now to Steve Gregory for more on this story. Hey, guys. So we are learning some more information. It would appear that um, uh, that Paula Lind is who we're talking about, 16-year veteran of the L.A. County Probation Office. Um, she was not, in fact, coming home, that we're being told now. She was already at home. And this person that you're talking about was actually trying to break into homes down the street, down the block a little bit. And... The way it's explained to me, and I want to make it clear, first of all, um, this is a warning for people that this is going to be a little graphic in nature. So then just want to oh, yeah. put that out there right now. Yeah, this now. is really gross. This so. is some bad stuff. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. Secondly, um, I have received information from three different sources with similar details, uh, but we have not, KFI News has not been able to independently confirm all of this, but I, I have to say all of that before I go because we're talking about the details of this case. Uh, the guy was down the street from the home at the 45500 block of Barrymore Avenue in Lancaster just at just after midnight into Sunday morning, 12.05 Sunday morning. And um, Paula had seen this man getting closer, had seen him uh, in backyards, and she had a shotgun. And this guy apparently uh, kind of run up on her and got into the house. She retreated to the bathroom, I'm told. And by this time, she had already called 911. So she was on the phone with 911. Uh, unfortunately, her shotgun was not loaded, so she was not able to shoot the intruder. And uh, I was told that the, the guy picked up a part of the toilet, presumably the back part of the tank, yeah, and bludgeoned her to death with it. Uh. And while she laid there gasping for air, still with 911, he raped her. And then she passed away, and he continued to rape her while she was dead. Oh, um, at which point, um, what's George Gascon going to do with this case? Deputies were able to arrive on scene and they were able to take him into custody. And here's the interesting thing beyond that. Um, so I get a copy of the felony complaint and it's called a John Doe complaint because they have no idea who this guy is. But I do have information now that he's not a U.S. citizen. And that he's an illegal immigrant, possibly from Central or South America. 
And homeless? Um, that was not indicated, but they do have his birth date, which I thought was odd. Uh, well, if they have his birth date, they have his name. Not necessarily. How do you get a birth date without well, a name? Well, if he didn't have ID <laughs> and he doesn't give up his name, and he doesn't have ID but he gives them the birth date, that might be the only thing they have to go on. So they've filed a complaint under John Doe with a birth date of December 19th, 1989. Um, so no criminal record associated with that? or Well, now... Again, sources uh, in law enforcement have said that he does have a criminal background and uh, that he may have been... Oh, and there is a name. ...that may ha- <laughs> he may have committed other felonies in his home country. I see. So... Um, and uh, do we know what home country? I, again, it was either Central or South America. Right. I had been told El Salvador, but that's not been confirmed. Right. So... and then We also don't know if the birthday's accurate. No, so we don't know, but uh, it's unusual. So his arraignment's been moved to October 26th. Um, but everyone uh, that I spoke with about this case, the stories are all very similar with little uh, varying details and nuances to the details. So, but the, the gist of it is he got into the house, uh, beat her to death and proceeded to uh, rape her. And even while she passed away and was dead, uh, he continued to rape her. She was not targeted then, you don't think? No, not in this, I was told that she was not. I was told he was, he had his eyes on other things, other properties down the street and had been... Seen and then kind of escaped. If she was aware of him, how did he get into the house? That um, that I don't know specifically. The way it was explained was that he was outside, got into the backyard, and entered through her back door. And um, by then, she retreated to the bathroom and had the shotgun. And uh, since she didn't open fire or shoot, he just kept advancing on her. And then eventually, so he got into the bathroom. Got into the bathroom where she had been barricaded or, or barricading herself. And then that's when everything well, He must happened. have been awfully strong. Yeah, well, born in 89, what would he be in his late 20s, uh, early 30s? Thir- something early like 30s, that. Yeah, 33. Early 30s, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know much other than that. Um, but, again, I hadn't dealt with a John Doe complaint. I can't even remember the last time I dealt with a John Doe complaint. Yeah, I'm suspicious yeah a lot of, of the that. media was flummoxed by this ID part, right? Yeah, because so there's, there's no sense he's got a, a record in L.A. County. Or anybody. We don't know that. We don't well, because, know. Because, because Gascon has jumped on this case and, and filed charges quickly. And when he does something like that to get ahead of a story, uh, usually it's because it involves some leniency on his part in the past. So I, I wondered if this guy had a recent arrest or conviction and he got out on a cheap sentence or a cheap bail. And that's why Gascon is working so quickly. So when I talked to... Um... Someone on the investigative side about this, uh, it would, had also been suggested they were leaving the name out because he is an illegal immigrant. And there, that had been suggested to me that perhaps that was by design. And that, the, you know, no, the, that's weird. I mean, 50% of LA is Latino. So, yeah, a Latino but, name doesn't give any clue to uh, immigration it, status. Well, it doesn't. But then what happens is typically reporters will call ICE and they'll ask for background on this particular person and then they'll get their background. Whether or not they're wow, so there's or not. A, there's a real shutdown on information like that now. Huh? Yeah, again, I don't know that that's the case. It, it had just been suggested to me that that could be a that yeah. could be a, an issue. Because um, you show we're seeing this with the with the L.A. Times is doing stuff like that. They won't identify homeless people as homeless. Sure. Yeah, they won't identify race anymore. All this stuff, and and it just, I, I wondered how much uh, law enforcement 
is now engaging in this kind well, of Well, I know that uh, I can tell you the LA County Sheriff's Department won't, you know, they they don't have that policy and I know the LAPD won't do it. The LAPD will they'll they'll soft pedal a little more than the Sheriff's Department will when it comes to information because there have been press conferences where I'll ask the question and I'll get the runaround in the middle of the press conference and then, so then I have my answer. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, one media outlet yesterday reported that he was a known transient in the Lancaster area, that people knew who he was. So, but they're not confirming that either, that he's homeless. No. So no uh, address on the John Doe either. No, no address other than just like you said, the, the, I found it odd that there was a birth date. Um, but uh, well, maybe it's the triple crown. He but they have a, a vagrant and illegal alien and an inmate. Okay. So now I'm getting this information now. Uh-oh. The name Sandro Vladimir Martinez Madakin. I saw that name yesterday. Yes, yeah. that was one of the names floated for this guy. Yeah, so it's four names. I guess they they cannot confirm that this is indeed that man. That was just the name provided. Boy, things really get crazy when it when it involves both a vagrant and an illegal immigrant. Yeah, I know. You can't really get lost in the record books. You can't get the basic information out of anybody anymore. Just tell me who he is. How'd he get here? Well, why, why, why was he in Lancaster? Everybody's afraid of backlash. They're afraid of backlash. cancel culture. They're afraid of all these things now. Everybody's afraid of everything. You're demonizing, John. That's right. If you report it's an illegal alien. Everybody's, afraid of, telling the, everybody's afraid of telling the truth. That's what, what's going on. All right, Steve. Uh, thank you very you much guys, for very good, uh, that Steve. update. Steve right. Gregory reporting on the deputy probation officer in Lancaster who was uh, killed by a home invasion. A brutal, brutal murder and uh, difficulty with the ID. Of this uh, criminal known as John Doe officially in the records and Steve just did a name that they apparently have attached to him but he probably is also likely an illegal immigrant more coming up John and Kent show on KFI AM 640 live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app well the police aren't so bad after all a survey of folks asked about the LAPD we'll get into that after the news at 3:30. one of the other big stories yesterday besides the impending hurricane in Florida and the story we just talked about, the death of a deputy probation officer, a brutal murder. We had the big shootout, which occurred up in Hesperia off the 15 freeway. This all began on Monday when a man identified as Anthony John Graziano shot his wife to death. They were in the process of some kind of divorce. He fled the scene with his 15-year-old daughter, Savannah. So yesterday, at like 11 in the morning, they got a call that somebody recognized Graziano's uh, truck on the 15 freeway. There was an Amber Alert, by the way, for the 15-year-old. And a pursuit began that apparently went 45 miles before the uh, truck became disabled. And there was a shootout. And they killed Graziano, but as it turns out, they also killed the 15-year-old Savannah Graziano. So a lot of questions. This is the San Bernardino County Sheriff's deputies who were involved in this gunfire exchange with Graziano. Now, a couple of things that came out yesterday, and then we have an update with more information today. She apparently was wearing what they call tactical gear or body armor and came running out of the vehicle towards the deputies. Now, is it possible that they thought that was the father, the killer, and that's why they opened fire? But the... Sheriff out there is also saying, his name is Shannon Dykus, that it's possible, and they think she was actually firing some rounds from the truck as well at police officers. Now, we're going to take a while to sort through this. 
But what we have learned today, and this is typical for the times, isn't it? Apparently, Graziano actually, uh, well, he had custody of the girl. She was living with him out of his pickup truck and various hotels in the area and was being homeschooled. So he drives to Fontana on Monday and the wife gets in the truck and they get into some kind of argument and she apparently gets angry and bolts her way out of the truck and that's when he kills her. And then he takes off with the daughter. Now the Amber Alert went out, but her questions are being raised as to whether or not she went willingly, whether or not um, she's an accomplice. You see where all this is going? It's very very hard to sort out it's probably going to take weeks before they actually i mean that's the question being raised did she go willingly was she actually abducted we can't prove any of that just yet well when he moved out of the house she moved with him savannah yes. moved with uh she Graziano. was staying with him in the pickup so truck he, in the hotels he had he had real custody it's not like he kidnapped her for this uh for this event they, they it's were, possible they, that uh, she got brainwashed to his side in this domestic dispute. And then when he killed the mother, uh, I don't know if she approved of that or not, but she may have gone off with him willingly. And then the fact that she's wearing the tactical gear, well, I guess they both realize what could happen if uh, anybody... Well, uh, that's, uh, that's a first, huh? I, how are we going to know? They're both dead. Unless they talk to people who might come forward, messages, anything... Right. To give and us the, another idea, because the, the, the mother's dead, the father's dead, and the daughter's dead. Right. So, they are saying it's possible that Graziano and the daughter were constantly shooting back at the deputies with a rifle through the truck's rear window. You could imagine a situation where he's driving, he wants her to do the shooting. Possibly. Right? It's hard to drive and shoot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Only in the movies do they do, do that. that kind of stuff with any accuracy. Well, that's just nonsense. I don't know who else would know the, how uh, how these relationships uh, were playing out here. They are yeah. still saying they only found one weapon, a rifle, in the truck with the dead guy. But it's possible she grabbed it and it was firing too. Now, when she hopped out of the truck and ran towards deputies, what was that about? Was she waving her arms as to say, save me, help me? or, And did they legitimately think it might be him coming to harm them? Because they probably couldn't tell with all that gear on. Uh, it's not really not easy to exactly tell who's running at you. Mm. Now, neither parent was on probation or parole. So, oh well, this is not L.A. County anyway, but that would have taken Gascon off the hook. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. They had not received any reports of domestic violence at the home. Child services was not involved with this family. So uh, they were I, not on the record for anything. That doesn't mean anything either. It doesn't. Yeah. No, this is a wacky guy that was homeschooling his daughter and driving around the mountains remember, and living and out of his pickup truck the Franken, and feuding with his wife. And the Frankenstein the tattoos on his neck. That's a sign that he was uh, violent and deranged. I... The, is that, is that in a study somewhere that everybody has Frankenstein tattoos is violent? Yes. Under yes. Wouldn't you think so? <laughs> well, I might think so, but I don't well, know that. Uh, well, I would, you go I would judge everybody I read. I haven't run into oh, too many people with Frankenstein tattoos, no, I so judge, I can't I, really say. People with neck tattoos, I judge. Oh. I, I move across the street. 
So one deputy was injured by shrapnel during the firefight. Probably what they're doing now, and I think they eventually reopened the 15 freeway, but that there's still got to be some investigating to go through everything forensically and try to get a better idea as to actually how this unfolded. No video? All those uh, cop cars rolling well, you up? I think there would no. be right, right dash cam or there would be um, you know body cam. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know the deal with San Bernardino. Or did shows. everybody turn them off? Oh. That happens a lot. <laughs> well, you're, not, you're not supposed to do that, are uh, you? Yeah, you're not supposed to, but whoops! mysteriously, uh, mistakes are made. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, eventually what he does is he, he leaves the freeway at Main Street up there off the 15, and the car is stopped in a dirt shoulder boarded by an off-ramp. But the firing continued, um, and he claims that uh, they did maybe did not recognize Savannah Graziano in all the tactical gear, and all they're saying is she ran towards them and they shot her. So that's just that's uh, some family. Yeah, you'd think there would be someone's going to come forward, some kind of relative, either of the mother. All I heard was one guy who knew this dead guy and said he was a great single dad. He was working really hard. A great single dad. Yeah, he was. He was trying really hard to take care of his daughter. It was tough. Other than murdering mom and firing at police officers. Yeah, an, another uh, loser friend with uh, a useless set of quotes. Uh, no. I don't, why, why do they bother? Why, why do the reporters do that? I mean, if 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 you're trying to get some uh, some information, and he starts talking about a great what a great guy he is, why don't you just turn around and walk away? Yeah. You actually publish those comments. No, he's not a great guy if he kills his wife and then tries to kill a bunch of cops. How about take that off the table? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of family members standing near a makeshift memorial. This is where the mother was killed in Fontana. So. I would imagine they'll get involved in trying to give us some clue as well, the to other, the other family members would know what the yeah, alive, whether or not the what, daughter was more favorable to the father or the mother, where she stood in all this, and now she's living with him, so that gives me the idea that that's where she preferred to be, but I don't know that. Yeah, you don't know. I it's, mean, yeah, it's possible. Teenage, te- you know, teenagers will make uh, abrupt decisions on who they want to side with. All right, when we return, a brand new survey out says many Angelitos have a favorable view of the LAPD. Then the rest of the sentence in the Times is, despite lingering concerns around bias. Yeah. <laughs> how, many t- how many times in a week did the LA Times print that line about one thing or another? Despite <laughs> lingering concerns. That's right. Where are we at lingering concerns? They're told you can't make this too positive for the police, so find something to put in there. Yeah, you know, I'm I pretty much fed up and had it with this. Uh, we'll talk about it when we come back. Lingering concerns. All right, Johnny uh, Kent Show on KFI, uh, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 4 o'clock, we'll give you a full update on Hurricane Ian, which has uh, struck Florida and still is as we speak, uh, hitting. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! (sniffs) And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... (sniffs) 
you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. And with uh, extremely high winds, 150 miles an hour or so, we'll give you the full update on the conditions there and uh, the latest that we know. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. So a survey was conducted by Loyola Marymount University of Los Angeles residents, and it's all about LAPD. One thing I, I, I picked out right away, <laughs> this is even in the Times, respondents have more faith in their neighbors than the police to do the right thing, but they had less trust in city government or, quote, the media. <laughs> I like that. So the LAPD ranked higher to do the right thing than the government or the media. Oh, yeah. No, the government and the media are disasters. They're, they're, <laughs> they're both entities are, are, are damaging to our uh, way of life. Exactly. Uh, they surveyed thousands of people, and um, roughly three in four said seeing LAPD cops in their neighborhoods makes them feel safe. 71% believed that police were serving and protecting my neighborhood. And that's up from, and it was still pretty good, 63% in 2020 when we really had the whole defund the police movement going Boy, on and, everywhere where and, like LAPD chief Michael Moore was taking a knee. Take, yeah, Garcetti was taking a knee. Wasn't that, as time rolls on, you look back at that, and that really was mass hysteria, wasn't it? Just total mass hysteria. Right, like, because, like every cop in the country is responsible for what the dopes in Minneapolis did to George Floyd. I, I didn't understand the day it happened. I never understood for two years. One guy does something murderous in Minneapolis, and everybody starts. And I still wonder how much of this was uh, quickly organized. If they were lying in wait, these organizations, waiting for a moment, and that they had a plan to flood the streets with these protests. Because I just cannot believe that this many people would re- overreact to an isolated incident. And it was. That, well, remember just, just well, it was 2014 sense. when Michael Brown was killed. Remember that story? Yes, and that was... That a, started some of this. But I know, but that was a phony story too. That actually, I think, launched Black Lives Matter. Right, but that was a phony story. And he then we rushed, had a streak of where cops he, were he killed. Rushed, remember but that he, awful period? He, Michael Brown rushed the cop who shot and killed him. Oh, I know that, yeah. but that doesn't matter. It was just no, a launching no. point. Truth doesn't matter. It doesn't but, matter. But, right. but, but I don't understand. I don't care how upset you are with a single case. In, on what, in what universe do you not want police officers to come if you're in trouble in your home? What, 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 I mean, I, I can't even conceive of such a thing. And yeah, there was a researcher that wrote don't. a book, and I was trying to get him on the air a few months ago, and it never came together. And maybe we can still try for that. But he, he had like all the real statistics on this. Because you're right, you cannot cherry pick these incidents. You can't cherry pick and look at what happened with George Floyd. And then, well, you know, here we are talking about Michael Brown. And yeah, he went after the cop. But this guy actually yeah. had the numbers about how few people, are unarmed people, are killed by police. Very, very low versus the number of encounters, right? Yes. You always have to take that into account. How many times do police encounter civilians, residents? It's, it's a high number. How many times do they shoot them dead, unarmed people? Very, 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 very small numbers. And that's where all of this has just gotten so out of whack. Here, I, I saved this uh, in May. I, f- I found this, uh, this uh, paragraph in one of the news sites. In 2021, there were 10 million arrests in the United States. 
And out of 10 million arrests, police shot six unarmed black men. They arrested that many millions of black men? They had 10 million total arrests. Total arrests. Right. And police shot six unarmed black men. That means less than one in one million ends up in the shooting of an unarmed black man. The same year, 346 police officers were shot. 346. 63 fatally. Most And about 8,000 blacks were murdered, mostly by other blacks. So those are the facts. Those are the statistics. U.S. government statistics, FBI statistics. I check these periodically. They follow the same proportional patterns all the time. There is not a major problem with police shooting anybody. There just isn't. doesn't exist. It's occasionally, you know, one in a million. And that's always going to happen from time to time. And when somebody's unarmed, it doesn't mean that they didn't pose a threat or it didn't seem to be that they were armed. You know, like the guy who pulled out a cell phone and got shot to death uh, up in Sacramento a couple of years back. You have those fluky situations. But the police aren't going out and executing anybody in an unwarranted manner. It's, it's simply fiction. It's hysteria. And I don't know what to do when an entire society or a significant portion of the society wants to embrace hysteria, wants to embrace a fantasy world that's not, that doesn't actually exist. What do you do? You sit and argue with them? What are you supposed to do? No, it's not happening. Wasn't happening. 70% in this survey were against the proposal to defund the police. 70%. Yes. So there is always that 30% in any category, isn't and, there? And, and the other 30%, if it actually happened, they'd be the first ones freaking out if they called the police and nobody showed up when they were in trouble. That, that's really a cheap opinion to have. Defund the police. Really? Good. We'll defund the police for your house. And then we'll send, uh, we'll send some goons over and see what you're going to do about it. Even the progressive mayoral candidate, Karen Bass, wants to add 500 police officers. I'll believe her. Caruso wants to get the force to 11,000 officers. Right now, they're about 9,700. So he wants to add a couple thousand. Yeah, the city is 460 square miles. It's 4 million people. We have an absurdly low ratio of of police to citizens and police to square mileage. We need a lot of extra police. But uh, what he said in the debate, you, you, the recruiting classes are really tiny now. The number of graduates out of, out of the classes is, is minuscule. Nobody wants to become a cop because well, of all, why the, all the hatred you? out there. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the hatred, right. And a lot of cops are retired and just got, got out of the business. What, who needs this? I mean, I mean it, 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 it is nothing but irrational insanity that is hyped up by idiot politicians and the morons in the media. All the all those woke holes to cre- intentionally create uh, anarchy to create uh, this 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 disturbance of day to day life just to destabilize because that is their agenda that's what they want to do because they think the whole country is illegitimate shouldn't exist and so they so, want to make uh, all normal people uncomfortable. In a related story, life in L.A. these days, 
Well, I can only say this is a family affair. Kind of weird. They have arrested a teenage boy and a woman for killing that rapper at the Roscoe's House of Chicken and Waffles in South L.A. a couple of weeks ago. You may remember that story. It was big news, like one in the afternoon. This uh, rapper, PNB Rock, was gunned down and he was sitting there eating food at Roscoe's, and it looks like they wanted his jewelry. So the odd thing here is that they have arrested a woman named Chantel Trone, 38, accessory to murder, a 17-year-old Freddie Trone, who's believed to be her stepson, and they're looking for a 40-year-old man by the name of Freddie Lee Trone, who they believe is the father of the 17-year-old. They have not identified the 17-year-old. The father's name is Freddie Trone, who, uh, well, has quite a, uh, as you might imagine, an arrest record. Um, he apparently has uh, served time several times. Uh, he was arrested in 2020 for having a gun in public along with ammunition. Uh, in August of last year, he was accused of violating probation, but they allowed him to remain free. Well, there you go again. Charged with three felonies, but prosecutors agreed to drop the illegal possession of a gun in public. Ammunition charges. Yeah, this sounds like Gascon, doesn't it? Um, and at the time of a 2020 arrest, he was on three years probation for a July 2017 incident. Which he was convicted of driving a car with wanton disregard for public safety. He was also convicted in August of 2013 for of assault by means likely to produce great bodily harm. Got a four-year prison sentence for that attack. So that's the guy they're looking for who was probably the main shooter in the death of the rapper. But looks like he brought along his 17-year-old son and uh, yeah. his wife or girlfriend. That, you, or, that long list of crimes that you read there, you think that would get him put away in prison for a long time. It is a small number of people who commit crimes over and over and over again. If you put a relatively small number of people away in prison and not let them out, you'd see the crime disappear because very few people are actually capable of doing this that want to do this. It, it, it's, it's, it's a small number. So I, I don't know why everyone's so resistant. We don't need these people in circulation. We're not losing anything if they're locked up. I don't know why anybody feels bad. It's like, no, feel good. Feel good. Bad guys are locked up. means you can walk free. All right, more coming up. Johnny it. Kent Show on KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, coming up after 4 o'clock, an update on Hurricane Ian, which is battering Florida. It made landfall uh, today. Uh, the west, southwest coast of Florida is where it uh, hit, but it is affecting the entire state with a, supposedly over a million people without power. And one of the things happening right now is uh, some of the people in the area of Fort Myers there on the west coast have uh, made their way to the top of their homes. They're on the roofs trying to mm. avoid the water surge. The water came right up to the roof. Yep. I saw some video. Uh, of of a neighborhood, and because they were talking about an eighteen foot surge, and so if you have a one story home, or even a two story home, uh, you're, now, you're for people who did not evacuate. This could be a very serious uh, situation. They could be uh, they could drown. How much? Right? Uh, how much uh, do you think a husband and wife are arguing, standing on the roof, about not leaving? One of them said, "I told you we should leave." <laughs> well, then you should have left yourself. 
Uh, we have incel news. Uh, you got to love the incels. You know what an incel is? An incel is somebody who is involuntarily uh, celibate. Right. And they become uh, mass hostile. killers. Right. Sometimes killers. Yeah, I was going to say hostile, but you went right for killers. Well, yeah. Well, the one we're going to talk about didn't kill anybody, but he was pepper spraying women. And something else about him, his name is Johnny Devin Young. They found him in Vegas, but they were, brought him back to Orange County. Costa Mesa police got an arrest warrant five months ago for him, and they finally found him for attacks on women, four counts of illegal use of tear gas, four enhancements for personal use of a deadly weapon, eight felony hate crime enhancements, five misdemeanor charges of violations of civil rights. Uh, apparently, he liked to go to public places and bars, <clears throat> other places, and just uh, start altercations, arguments, and eventually he would pepper spray people, tear gas people. Um, yeah, they had a uh, Costa Mesa had a uh, an alert out on him way back in May. They had a bulletin. Yeah, until he disappeared. Looks like he made his way to Vegas to try to hide. The, uh, the bulletin said Young has confronted several females outside of bars using vulgar and explicit language. And he liked to make videos. So part of me thinks this is also uh, this generation who wants to become famous out of making confrontational videos. He actually sold one to the MTV show Ridiculousness, a video of himself berating a Burger King employee over a chicken order. He got 300 bucks, supposedly. Well, if you type in his name into Google, the first thing that pops up is his TikTok account. Oh, great. And uh... he was arrested in 2019 in Vegas for threatening to shoot up a nightclub after they got kicked out. <laughs> he eventually got probation, which he violated in November of 2020. Uh, he was also up in San Mateo County. Wow. Uh, he was stealing somebody's personal identifying information. You know how the uh, police uh, define an incel? Uh, no. A, per a person who regards himself as being involuntarily celibate and typically expresses extreme resentment and hostility towards those who are sexually active. Oh, so that's why you might go to a bar or a nightclub where people are hooking up. Right. So... Yeah. What, it, what he did, and uh, this was back in November that they originally encountered him, he would uh, uh, harass women with explicit language saying he wanted to see her uh, private parts and asked to have sexual relations with her and did not put it as politely uh, as that. He's a uh, long-haired, bearded guy looking at his, uh, it's probably his mugshot. He's got the really long hair, kind of crazy eyes. Yeah. But I also told you I was suspicious in this story that he's also just trying to make videos. To Well, you know, it's both. He, he's probably a psycho, and he realizes being a psycho on camera can get him some hits and maybe some money on social now he's media. he's 25, and I saw this story today that made me think of him. According to a new survey, one out of every six young adults aged 18 to 24 are neither in school nor working. Oh, All right, yeah. so then you might say, what are they doing? Well, this. Yeah, some of them are making videos. They think they can be self-employed. Yeah. Some of them are absolutely literally doing nothing. Some of them are pondering the navel <laughs> and their future. Yeah, that's actually... But a... I thought about this guy. He's a little... He's 25, but I thought this is what he does. He tries to sell videos to uh, MTV shows where he's causing trouble. 
That's well, that, more fun to do than a real job. Well, it's, it's who wants to work behind a counter? It's it's well, this has been going on for a while. Where you know you you know it depends what what neighborhood you're in. You know, some people think they're going to become sports stars, right? NBA players, or 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 baseball players, and they don't have the talent for it. And then some people think, well, I could be a social media star. I can be on uh, TikTok. I can have my own YouTube channel. And, and some people do make money off of that. Right, a tiny percentage. See, that's the thing. It's a very small number, but it looks like something anyone can do. And yeah, then you try to get a following, it, right? Right. And then also, it's not something that's sustainable. There, there aren't, there aren't uh, I mean, YouTube's been around for a while now. I don't think there's any, any 42-year-olds running around doing wacky stunts <laughs> and making money off it. <laughs> So um, it, 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 it's, it's amazing, and, and this I didn't know about human nature until the arrival of social media, how desperate people are to be noticed. I guess this is always inside people. Can you imagine people in the 1880s and the 1920s wanting to be noticed this badly? It seems ridiculous, doesn't it? They like, didn't have the social media age we right, have. Right, where, but yeah, I guess you it, look like you but, can be a star. But it would have happened, I guess, right? It would have happened. Started with a selfie. If all those people who walked around, you know, the women with their long dresses down to their ankles, the guys wearing top hats and, and, and vests and overcoats, would all those people have been seduced by social media if somebody had invented it in 1922? Uh, Was that always lurking inside of us? They said the other thing that really kicked us into high gear, and they called them Generation COVID, with the pandemic really caused a lot of people to just say, ah, screw it. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm not going to go to college. I don't want to have a job. I'll figure it out. Just give me some time. And here we are two and a half, three years later, and they're still swimming around trying to well, figure they, out what to do. You know, do. they don't want the debt. And, you know, a, a lot of jobs, a lot of jobs are terribly boring jobs, especially office jobs. That's what we're finding out now, you know, with all these people who refuse to go to work or refuse to go back to work and they want to work out of their home. Right. It's because it's what I always suspected when I always called them cubicle people. Because the cubicle jobs look miserable to me. And I was right. Nobody wants to go back to those cubicle jobs. They all, At the very least, they want to stay home. If they've got to do it, they want to do it from their, uh, from their bedroom. But they don't actually want to be in other cubicles and listening to other people prattle office uh, conversation all day. It's a, it's a certain kind of hell. All right. Hurricane uh, Ian is really uh, going on a rampage through Florida, and it's making its way towards uh, places like Orlando. It hit landfall on the southwest coast of Florida. Still 150-mile-per-hour winds, and it's flooding cities up and down the Gulf Coast. We'll talk about it next. Uh, Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.